in terms of how how they how they impact the conversation about climate change that you mentioned a moment ago it's the where what the problem is what is causing the problem how do we fix the problem and when the, you mentioned the game studio the the gamers said we want to support this cause and they space did that space eight yeah so that sounds oh yeah that's good they've someone's got a cause they don't they donate money towards it through a game to help the cause great but the problem is the issues that face us they're supposed to be done through governments using the money paid through tax. And so what they're saying is pay your taxes and we'll siphon as much of that as possible into private businesses. And then on top of that, if you've the other problems in the world, you have to donate to that out of your own pocket. So, and then we look at why isn't our taxpayer money being used to actually fix these things because politicians are corrupted by the wealthiest people and corporations. But mm. that is a difficult, that's the difficult fight to have. It's far easier to go pat yourself on the back and going, oh, we're helping with this when that's going back to individual responsibility yeah. rather than it being the system. Because if you go, Right. Everyone, if everyone chips in five pounds, we can say we can make sure that everyone who is homeless has a home. Mm. They go, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Everyone puts in five pound. Oh, how about for another five pound, we can get all children school meals, and then go, oh yeah, that's all brilliant ideas. And then you look back and go, that's what taxes are meant to be for. Mm. And it doesn't get around to that. And the problem, I think, another problem with them being so tentative about climate change is it feels like it's just putting it in a, the a normal barrel filled with video game enemies. You've got zombies, you've got evil scientists, you've got Nazis, you've got climate change, and just makes it not, not having the weight that it needs. And yeah. the, the demonstrate again, coming round to how do we fix it, the people who were doing the Just Stop Oil um, uh, protests where they were throwing stuff on paint on paintings and yeah. blocking the motorways, that's good for getting attention, but it hasn't changed anything. And marches don't change things and politicians can't change things there though all those ways that we're told our entire lives are the ways to fix things they have been proven to be extremely unreliable which again bring it back around to the union organizing stuff the only thing that stands a chance of working and making change has been the rmt strike recently because they have the you get ninety thousand people all the people qualified to do a job and you say we're not going to do it that is reliable power. But again, it isn't very sexy and it's you know, hard to use as games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to just wanted to add that on the end of that topic. Yeah. 
I, I do think that, like, you know, it makes me think about, like, Cameron's um, uh, big society, was it, and where everyone, you know, it was like, well, why don't you go out and volunteer and fix these things? We're going to shut the we're going to shut the libraries down. But if you want your local library running, then you know, more power to you. And and this idea that people could um, volunteer and engage in order to keep um, systems running that, in many people's opinions. Uh, lie within the remit of the government um and you know obviously that's a very um attractive way forward for um particularly conservative governments who you know want a high um high income low tax um setup because it means that they they're paying for less because the public the the citizens are um, filling the gaps that are being left by the fact that they're not paying. Um, and on one hand, that's that's good. I mean, it's it, you know, it's, it, I do agree with people getting involved in their local communities and engaging with charities and all of those sorts of things. But I do think it's really problematic when it starts to be like, you know, like, isn't it great that the PTA are raising money so that the local school can have toilet paper or books or pens? And it, um, just a few years ago, um, I wrote to my local MP um to to, to um, raise concerns around the amount of um, people that were using needing to use food banks and her response was that it was it was um really nice that the public that 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 other people had an opportunity to um donate to those food banks and so to support people in that situation and you know that is the kind of spin that's just extremely problematic um well it's the charity as far as i'm concerned sorry the problem the problem is the charity model i don't know if you guys know about the charity model basically saying that um charity will solve and fix all problems when really it shouldn't be existing at all because all it does is engender pity and uh, if you throw money at something, that will solve the problem, is what it's essentially saying. But that's not really the answer, is it? Um, I was also thinking while you guys were talking about um, how we can think about the issue of climate change. And I think what a lot of people have a problem with is that, or at least engaging with the issue in their own minds, is that they know it's a problem, but they don't engage with it maybe because it's about value and and what we value in life and people only care about what they care about at the end of the day I don't know where I'm going with this but it will come up to a point basically what I'm saying is that what we ascribe value to is isn't like going to carry on forever a lot of the things we're using in our lives are damaging the planet and aren't they aren't a, a infinite resource they're gonna run out <laughs> and uh, i think it's getting to grips with that is is quite scary <laughs> and that's quite hard for a lot of people to engage with in a meaningful way because like in maybe 50 years time we're going to be dead and so <laughs> you know that i think that's like the the way a lot of people think about it is if you're in this generation or an older generation, 
it's less of a problem for you, but it's the younger generations and people who haven't been born yet who are going to be saddled with a lot of the problems that we are creating and have been creating for many decades. Um, so it's about whether we can get what we've valued or what we're taking for granted to align with what's happening in a wider sense and kind of take more a, a more proactive stance on it. You know, I don't really know if that makes a lot of sense, but it's very difficult to kind of put into words. And it's very difficult for a lot of people to to actively do that because, again, it, it comes down to capitalism, like you say, Matt. It's what we're doing in our lives is a lot of people are working to live, so their lives revolve around getting food on the table, supporting their families, keeping a roof over their head. Are they going to have time to think about looking after the planet at the same time as, as looking after themselves? It, it can be quite a lot for people to take on, but if we can get that part of their lives to match up with looking after the planet, then that's probably the way to go. But it's just very, very difficult. Mm. I've had a thought the other day, because um, yeah. yes, yet another, um, like, working like, workplace is experimenting with the four-day work week yeah going well what do you know <laughs> we got done the exact same amount of work as we would have done over five days yeah. with no loss of pay and all the workers loved it all the managers loved it yeah they found that they were enjoying their jobs and they were enjoying their lives more and that how pointing out how time after time the five-day work week is shown to be inefficient and yeah. there is no point in keeping your workers for an extra day. And I find myself thinking, well, if it's it's more efficient, they don't care about the the employees. That's 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 not part of the equation. Um, so they think about money. But then I had this, the thought that if you're working forty hours a week and you only get the weekends off, then you're too tired to yeah. plan the revolution. Yeah. That they know will they know that they're not going anywhere unless there's a a revolutionary change. And I don't mean like a uh, French Revolution revolution. I mean revolution like socialism revolution, like um a Green New Deal kind of revolution political change, social change, those kinds of revolution that have occurred so much more slowly because so the vast majority of people are either saddled with work or saddled with unpaid work because the entire world is propped up on the unpaid labour of women. Mm. And that's why I think that there should be a women's strike all women, all the women in the country should come together and organise and go, right, we are downing tools. <laughs> they did that in Iceland, didn't they? Was it's it Iceland such, or Finland? Yeah. Finland. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it did work. Idea. It did work. It absolutely did work because it just re it made people recognise the amount of work that women were doing. Yeah. And 
Well, I think that is, you know, that's absolutely a problem. And I think, you know, well, I hope that, you know, at the next general election, we're going to get rid of the Tories mm. and, you know, Labour are certainly making slightly better noises about how they're going to manage the um, the the environment. But, you know, I mean, I know it's not enough, but uh, I, I'm going to take what I can get right now. Um Okay, so back to the question yes, about does it ruin, does it, right. does it, does it, how does it impact on the enjoyment of um, gaming when you're playing something that reminds you of all of these issues that we've just talked about, which, as Matt says, are extremely heavy topics and, um, maybe shouldn't be sort of minimised in the way that they are in, um, in in games? In my experience with the games I've listed, I don't think it's impacted my enjoyment. It's made me think about it. And then after I stop playing, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should do X more or whatever. Um, and then eventually I might get around to doing it. Um, but I definitely do. It's like a little tiny seed in my brain that is implanted there after playing that type of a game. Um, but it's acting on it is, is another story, I think. Um, but it doesn't ruin the enjoyment of the game. No, I don't think so. And I think if we're looking at games that are going to kind of hammer home the message a little bit more, maybe in educational settings like schools and things, I think that would help the learning kind of be a bit more cemented and and more enjoyable for any school kids that are trying to learn about the topic and get to grips with it or even if they were making a game about saving the environment maybe you know um in those kinds of settings i think it would enhance things um with gaming as the tool to 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 help kind of ease the the heaviness burden um but yeah, in terms of my own gaming experience, I don't think it's it's marred the marred the enjoyment at all. No, but I can see where you're coming from. Hey. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it's just it's getting that balance right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, what do you think, Matt? Um, I'm quite grateful in that I've been learning about capitalism and union organizing over the last year because it puts into perspective the problem and the causes of the problem. So I am confident that I, I understand why the things that I might see in games are happening when it comes to climate change, I understand, I understand what's happening. I understand why it's happening and understanding what I think is the best, um, action to guarantee meaningful change. Um, because there are things like recycling and, um, planting trees and donating to, um, donating to charities, uh, plant trees and stuff like that. Um, 
but that is that's the the taking personal responsibility side again and so i i look at it and go right personal individuals can't solve this whether it's individuals even if the wealthiest 10 people on the planet suddenly went oh my god what are we doing and tried to change everything the the next in line of those incredibly wealthy people would find a way to neutralize those people because it's that that system that pushes those people up um and i believe that organizing your workplace and then organizing with other workplaces and building up that that's the meaningful reliable pathway that i could make an impact in and knowing that that is a very long process and you can't do it you can't do it quickly you can't do it alone so that allows me to relax and sit back and go i don't have to make an impact on my own i just need to be part of this crowd and try and help build this crowd and then it means that outside of that you can relax and just enjoy things so one thing i've been thinking about recently so amazon jeff bezos amazon is well, jeff bezos is the heart of darkness because <laughs> the horrors that he inflicts on his workers and all Everyone who works in Amazon or works with Amazon is just being squeezed and crushed to make their their service as incredible as, as it is because it's awesome. You can get anything from anywhere in the world in 24 hours for a, a really low price. It's an incredible service. and um, But it's extremely bad for the workers it's bad for the environment it's bad for so many people all along the supply chain so what we're told would be to just don't use amazon or try and only use bits of amazon or boycott it or whatever but you as an individual not doing it and not enjoying it won't make a difference because to make a difference the entire business model needs to be changed so that you go instead of 24 hours, it could be seven days. And then everyone along the entire supply chain could, their lives would improve massively. And that won't happen um, from outside Amazon. But what is happening is Amazon stores are unionizing and those unionized stores are popping up all over the place. So one, they build up enough power, they will be able to negotiate to make that change, which none of us can, none of us can impact personally, apart from supporting any Amazon workers that we might know. Um, and then that mission, you can relax and enjoy Amazon because you know that they're actually, they know what the problem is, the union stores and the workers and they're, they're doing the meaningful work I think so that's my perspective on how to how to enjoy these things yeah I'm not sure how I 
how I feel about that. Um, I think the the I think the argument is is very valid. I think that the issues need changing. That, that things need changing at a very high level. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think that one of the things that has been mentioned a lot over the last couple of days um, alongside the government's um, new policy on um, people coming here on boats, on small boats um, across the channel and the fact that they're going to um, refuse them um, to ever apply for asylum in the UK if they turn up that way, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the arguments that's been given for why the government are doing it is because um, it's the number it's it's the number three issue on most people's um, concern list that 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 we need to stop people turning up on the shores in in boats. Now I'm pretty sure that we all have slightly different. Um, takes on how that should be done or what we mean by that but it's definitely something that's affecting that that's affecting a lot of people's views and it's the second most important issue for conservative voters classic conservative voters and subsequently they're doing it so i think there is an argument to be said that yes in all we need to unionize we need pressure put on organizations from the inside we need um, the the businesses to make, take action, but it does. Public opinion does actually matter. Public opinion does influence these organisations in certain ways, and and therefore, I think it can be a double a double pronged. Um, sword Pork. that I'm mixing my <laughs> metaphors that yeah. But uh, so I think it's so I think that there is something for the individual to do um, and some engagement that that the individual does. And I think, you know, that that. If more computer games are made um, that are highlighting these issues, then it's educating our younger, um, the younger generations into these topics and it can influence them to make choices that has a knock-on effect on influencing big business to, um, and the governments to make changes or to bring about changes. I will say that I do appreciate that the chance of the government getting away with this new change is highly unlikely due to the fact that it's bloody illegal, as it should be, in my opinion. Um, but... They're, they're still talking about it. And when they've interviewed people from um, the other parties, they're all saying, yes, absolutely, we need to stop these boats. And the reason they're saying that, <laughs> the reason they're saying that is because um, it's because it's such a hot topic. And so if climate change becomes a hot, a hot topic, <laughs> um, then, then perhaps organisations will take it more seriously mm. and governments yeah. will legislate in ways. So I think it's a, I think, I think there is an, an element of, of control that lies with us as individuals as well. Um, yeah, we but I'm not to. sure whether, yeah. We just need to be upfront about the fact that it, 
it matters and that we need to do something about it. Like you say, yeah. Another problem that, so the, the, the three, the unholy alliance of the arbiters of all doom and everything is you've got the, um, the wealthiest people and their corporations, you've got the governments that they corrupt, but then you've got the media that they own. So all the social media platforms are owned by billionaires. Um, in mainstream media like BBC, Sky, CNN, those big things, they are massively overrepresented in terms of people from, they are populated by the same people that are overrepresented in politics the ones that come from private schools and Oxford and Cambridge, all the old boys club, they're the same in media. And that is why people coming in, people who have nothing desperately trying to get here on boats, fleeing, searching for asylum. That's a massive, that's the most important thing for people. Because the media is going, those are the problems, those are the problems, those are the problem, and just shouting, pointing, they point people in those directions so that they can continue burning the planet. Mm. And that's why I think they shape public opinion. So, for example, on the RMT strikes, They've just been piping out, you're Marxist, you're communist, you want to ruin Christmas, you want to ruin people's work. That's how they shape things. And even though, say, Jeremy Corbyn, for example, he had an incredible socialist platform that he was running on. And they may so they said right we're going to make it about jeremy corbyn and anti-semitism and even if jeremy corbyn was the biggest anti-semite ever once they got him out of power the reason keir starmer won the labor leadership election was because he said i'm going to do the platform that jeremy corbyn did and then two years later abandoned all of it purged all the socialists from the party now they're basically the light tory party that's the problem with politics and that anything can be they can propaganda us out of anything given enough time Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm gonna throw in a positive recommendation for everyone uh who might be interested in like learning more about climate change and just like science and what we can do in general. One thing I found really interesting to watch and useful to think about is a little YouTube channel called Kurt's Gazette, uh, in a nutshell. I think that's what it translates to. Uh, I think it's German. I can spell it if you'd like. It's quite hard to spell. It's K-U-R-Z-G-E-S-A-G-T. Kurtz Gazette. And they have like little animations. It's all sort of funded by their, I think it's their Patreon they have. Um, And they make scientific videos explaining science and they have a lot of really good videos on climate change. And if we can do anything, if we're all doomed uh, and what we can do basically as individuals to, to try and make a difference. So that is something I would recommend. 
to everyone. Thank you, Alex. Right. I think that we'll, we'll, we need to um, make sure that we put a link to that. Oh, in that yes, I'll send that through and make sure that the... goes up in our description. Yes. <laughs> Despite uh, my... Well, I'm just going to say I can finish on a light note as well. Despite my my dismissiveness and uh, pessimism in terms of the state of things, I do believe at the end of the day, technology will save us because technology is just magic. And as I learning about programming, I have an entirely new like love and awe of technology. And they're just, what is going to happen in the next 50 years is going to be absolutely, we can't even begin to fathom what's going to, what's going to happen. And just thinking about things now, like in terms of energy, just fill deserts with solar panels, for God's sake. So like the hotties cut the hottest countries. The thing they have the most in common is there's a lot of sun. <laughs> Yep. And uh, I just think I I just I, I sit back and I think right now we should be putting the finishing touches on the utopian societies. <laughs> yeah. And yet we're fucking saddled with this. And mm-hmm. um, the the people I do blame are the previous generation who went, Oh, it's okay for us, we'll just coast. <laughs> And then that just leaves the space for the wealthiest people to go, oh, while you're relaxing, we're going to ruin everything. Darn those boomers. Fucking Indeed. boomers. Excellent. <sighs> well, on that note, <laughs> yeah. we'll, um, we'll say I had an awesome uh, wildcard question, but I will keep it Ooh. in hand for the next time I'm hosting. Okay. Um, I need to wait and see. Um, but um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to us and um, check out um, some of those eco games. One that was that came up a lot in um, in the texts that I was reading was um, eco. Oh, <laughs> so that's cool. easy to remember. Yeah. But yeah. Um, eco, and apparently that's it. They're saying that that's a really kind of eye opener. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued to go and check it out now. Um, mm. having read stuff and it's another sort of builder type game. So, um, yeah. And, uh, might get Caroline onto that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she can come and give us a review. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been gaming the system and, um, you can, um, find us in all the places that will be coming up at the end of this video and in the meantime we are out on thursdays and some other days i think but there's always something out on thursday so check us out and uh we'll, we'll see you next time thank you very much for listening bye we hope you enjoyed that episode of gaming the system if you want to support us you can donate to us through our paypal by sending it to wearegamingthesystem at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation. If you want to donate to us monthly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamingthesystem. Until next time, bye-bye.